Bases podcast here for a week. Let me check. 11 in the college softball season. Um, so let's just dive right in. Um, Team USA had a rough week, not because they've played, um, but they were supposed to play four game series against Team Italy starting last Thursday. And then they were supposed to play at Central Florida yesterday to further prep for the Olympics this summer. Due to travel delays, Team USA wasn't able to play against Team Italy. And then their game at Central Florida last night was canceled due to rain. So unfortunately, none of those five games that Team USA was supposed to have in the past week happened. And they're left looking for other opportunities to further prep themselves for the Olympics this summer. Ultimately, uh, I don't think this is going to hurt that badly. Um, this is just some fine-tuning the lineup and everything, but ultimately I think Team USA will be fine. They'll get a gold or silver medal at the Olympics, but the question is, Will they be able to take down Japan for the gold? And I can't wait to watch that. So we'll be covering that during the summer once we get there. But first, we got to get there. Still, um, let's see, four months out since I believe the first games are on July 21st. But stick around, hang around with me through the summer for that. And let's move to the college game. SEC standings, you got Mississippi State still winless at 0-12, last in the SEC. South Carolina's 12th at 2-13. Auburn 11th at 5-10. Texas A&M, Georgia, and Kentucky are all tied for 8th at 6-9. Tennessee is 7th at 6-6. LSU is 6th at 8-7. Ole Miss is 5th at 10-8. Missouri's 4th at 10-5. Alabama's third at 12 and 6, Florida State's second at 12 and 3, and Arkansas is still on top of the SEC at 16 and 2. Big 10, Penn State last at 4 and 19, Rutgers 13th at 6 and 22, Purdue is 12th at 8 and 20, Michigan State 11th at 7 and 14, Maryland 10th at 11 and 17, Wisconsin 9th at 12 and 16. Indiana 8th at 14 and 14, Ohio State 7th at 14 and 13, Iowa and Nebraska are tied for 5th at 15 and 13, Illinois 4th at 18 and 10, Northwestern's 3rd at 21 and 7, Minnesota's 2nd at 22 and 6, and Michigan's on top at 21 and 4. ACC Boston College last at 4 and 17. Georgia Tech 12th at 7 and 19. Pitt and Virginia are tied for 10th at 9 and 20. North Carolina has fallen all the way down to 9th at 8 and 13. Syracuse and Louisville are tied uh, for 7th on win percentage at 8 and 12 and 10 and 15 respectively. NC State 6th at 14 and 11. Notre Dame 5th at 13 and 10. Duke is fourth at 18 and 10. Virginia Tech third at 19 and 7. Clemson is second at 22 and 4. And Florida State is on top at 19 and 2. Pac 12. 
Utah still in last at two and ten. Oregon State eighth at eight three and twelve. Cal seventh at three and six. Stanford sixth at four and five. Oregon fifth at six and six. Arizona's fourth at six and five, which is surprising. Arizona State after their uh, big game third at nine and six. Washington second at twelve and two, and UCLA leads at eight and one. Big 12 standings. Iowa State still last, winless at 0-9. Texas Tech is 6th at 2-10. Kansas is 5th at 2-7. Baylor has fallen to 4th at 3-3. Texas has fallen to 3rd at 6-3. Oklahoma State is up to 2nd at 11-1. And Oklahoma is a perfect 9-0 in the Big 12. Other conferences... Wichita State's on top of the American at 14-1-1, which I will explain that later. South Florida second at 9-2. Tulsa's third at 8-3, and, and Central Florida is fourth at 9-6-1. George Washington's on top of the um, uh, Atlantic 10 at 12-0. Fordham is second at 11-1. Florida Gulf Coast, Kennesaw State, and Liberty are all tied for the Atop the Atlantic Sun at 10 and 2. DePaul's on top of the Big East at 10 and 1. Weber State on top of the Big Sky at 9 and 0. Cal State Fullerton on top of the Big West at 12 and 0. Long Beach State is second in the Big West at 13 and 1. James Madison first in the Colonial at 11 and 1, 22 and 1 overall. Charlotte and North Texas are tied atop the Conference USA on win percentage at. 9 and 3 and 6 and 2 respectively. Uh, UAB is third in the Conference USA at 8 and 4. Youngstown State is on top of the Horizon League at 20 and 4. Miami Ohio of Ohio and Ball State are tied atop the MAC at 16 and 0 and 15 and 0 respectively. Illinois State is on top of the Missouri Valley at 9 and 2, 23 and 6 overall. Fresno State first in the Mountain West Conference at 11 and 1, while UNLV is second at 13 and 2. Central Connecticut State on top of the Northeast Conference at 16 and 0. St. Francis is second in the Northeast at 14 and 2. Eastern Kentucky's on top of the Ohio Valley at 18 and 5. Boston University on top of the Patriot League at 13 and 1, 24 and 2 overall. Stephen F. Austin first in the Southland at 18-0, 27-8 overall. Louisiana on top of the Sun Belt at 16-2. Troy is second in the Sun Belt, 13-3. South Alabama is third at 10-5. And, and Texas State is fourth in the Sun Belt at 9-5. South Dakota State's on top of the Summit League at 14-0, 29-4 overall. BYU's on top of the West Coast Conference at 3-0, and New Mexico State and Seattle are tied atop the Western Athletic Conference, or the WAC, at 6-3. Let's move on to the RPI rankings. Long Beach State at 140, Illinois at 108, Stephen F. Austin 105, Fordham at 80, Fresno State 65, Miami of Ohio 61, Northwestern 55, Illinois State is 47, Troy is 44, Minnesota is 43, Southern Illinois is 41, Georgia Washington 38, 
James Madison 36, Texas State 34, Boston University 33, South Dakota State 31, Michigan at 30, Central Florida 28, Wichita State 24, Clemson 23, Louisiana 22, Kentucky 21, Liberty 20, Missouri 19, Duke, or excuse me, Missouri 18, Duke 17, Texas 16, Virginia Tech 15, Arizona 14, Tennessee 13, Washington 12, Arizona State 10, Oklahoma State at 9, Oregon at 8, Oklahoma at 7, LSU at 6, and in the top five, you got Arkansas, Florida State, Alabama, Florida, and UCLA to top your RPI rankings. Just the notables and some of the surprises for me. Because, um, I, like I've said before, I don't fully understand what goes into the RPI rankings. I'm not going to try to understand what goes into them. But that's just what, I, what stood out for me personally. So let's move on to the stats as of Monday night. Kayla Kowalik of Kentucky leads the nation in batting average at .532. Jocelyn Loves of uh, Oklahoma is second with a .522. Her teammate Jada Coleman third at .516. And her other teammate Tiari Jennings fourth at .514. And these are as of Monday night, so these don't include the doubleheader at Georgia. Uh, Jocelyn Alo and Tiari Jennings are tied for the na na nation lead in RBIs per game at 1.82. Alex Duraco of Michigan, second in the nation in ERA with .41. Rachel Garcia, third at .47. And Shannon Sale of Oklahoma, fifth with .68. Alex Duraco also leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 13. Hope Troutwain of North Texas is second with 12.8. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC is tied also with Hope Troutwain at 12.8. And Rachel Garcia fourth, 12.1. Gabby Plain of Washington and Cassidy Wilbur of Stephen F. Austin lead the nation in victories at 23. Valerie Cagle of Clemson and Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech tied for third at 20. Jocelyn Lowe leads the nation in slugging percentage at 1.337. Tiari Jennings second at 1.19. Sammy Bunch of Northern Iowa fourth 1.124. And Maddie Hackbarth at Arizona State fifth 1.009. Kayla Kowalik leads the nation in hits with 75. Sierra Bryan at Louisiana, second with 64. Sydney McKinney of Wichita State and Sammy Williams of Iowa State are tied for third with 61. Jocelyn Lowe leads the nation in home runs with 23. Braxton Burnside at Arkansas, second with 22. Tiari Jennings, third at 20. Addison Bernard of Wichita State, Sammy Bunch, and Maddie Hackbarth all tied for fourth at 18. <clears throat> Jocelyn Alou and Tiara Jennings tied for the nation lead in RBIs with 60. Maddie Hackbarth third with 51. Braxton Burnside fourth with 49. And Aaron Koffel of Kentucky fifth with 48. 
Keely Rochard leads the nation in shutouts with 11. Haley Dulcini of Fresno State is second with 10. Georgina Cork is of South Florida fourth with nine. And Valerie Cagle, Gabby Plain, Cassidy Wilbur are all tied for fifth at eight. Megan Faramo of UCLA is second in the nation in strikeout to walk ratio with a 14.25. Alex Duraco third, 11.43. And Haley, Dul uh, Haley Dulcini fourth, 10.47. And Gabby Plain at 5th, 9.69. Gabby Plain leads the nation in strikeouts with 252. Georgina Cork comes in at 2nd with 215. Keely Rochard 3rd with 214. Uh, Ashley Rogers of Tennessee 4th with 210. And then Cassidy Wilbur 5th, 205. Those are your individual stats. Moving on to the team stats, you got Oklahoma leading the nation in batting average with a .452. Texas comes in at third with a .37. And George Washington comes in at fifth with a .345. <clears throat> Michigan leads the nation in the ERA with a .85. UCLA second, 1.07. Boston University third, 1.28. And Oklahoma State, 5th, 1.35. Oklahoma is 2nd in the nation in fielding percentage at .987. Washington's 3rd at .985. Arizona, 4th, .984. And Northwestern, 5th, .983. Oklahoma leads the nation in home runs per game, 3.09. Arizona State, 2nd, 2.03. Arkansas, 3rd, 1.93. And uh, Wichita State, 4th, 1.92. And James Madison, 5th, 1.83. Oklahoma leads the nation in runs per game at 11.73. James Madison, 3rd, 7.65. And Miami of Ohio, 4th, 7.62. Oklahoma also leads the nation in slugging percentage with a .879. Arizona State, 2nd, .636. Texas 3rd, 0.627, James Madison 4th, 0.622, and Miami of Ohio 5th, 0.616. Lastly, Michigan leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio with a 7.1, UCLA 2nd with a 6.47, George Washington 3rd, 5.09, North Texas 4th, 5.05, and then Oregon 5th with a 4.6. <coughs> So those are your stat leaders as of Monday night. Obviously, Oklahoma is still doing its thing, um, being an offensive juggernaut. <clears throat> anyway, moving on, notable games canceled, postponed. Yet again, George Washington at James Madison was postponed due to the threat of weather. And at this point, I don't think they're going to get this game in. They only have one day where it would work for both teams. Um, so I'm going to say this series, or that two doubleheader is not likely to happen unless they set it for next Wednesday, but you'll have to stay tuned with me on that. I'm not entirely sure if that's going to be possible for them. Troy at UAB was canceled due to weather. That was a very good mid-major matchup that I was looking forward to. It didn't happen, ultimately. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Not like we can control the weather. Um, Oklahoma at Baylor becomes a doubleheader on 
April 28th, which is next Wednesday. And then Oklahoma State will play at Tulsa, or at Tulsa. That was moved to next Wednesday. Excuse me, next Wednesday. Uh, give me one second. to the recap of the past week. Starting with Ivy Davis's homer was the difference in a surprising 2-1 win for Tennessee over Tennessee State. And then Ashley Rogers' 12 strikeouts lifted Tennessee over Tennessee State 3-0 in Game 2. Obviously, these were some of the first games back from their COVID pause that they had at Tennessee. Um... I don't know how much of a factor that made into those gate two games, but certainly they were a lot closer than I was expecting. I expected Tennessee, you know, being the SEC power that they are, to roll over Tennessee State and finish the games early, but that didn't happen. Ultimately, credit to Tennessee State for keeping the game close and giving Tennessee a much-needed fight as they went into their... Uh, their SEC series this weekend against who do they play? Oh god! Um, their series against South Carolina. That's it. Or at South Carolina. Uh, let's see. Sammy Bunch's triple homer and four RBIs are part of Northern Iowa's ten to two six inning win over Iowa State. So Iowa State, which had a very promising start to this season, has fallen a very long way. Um, so, uh, you know, Sammy Bunch is an outstanding hitter. Um, I just don't know what's going on with Iowa State. Um, I really wish they could figure it out and get back to where they were the earlier this season, but... You know, sometimes that's just not how the season plays out. Sidney Shambly's three-run homer was the difference in Georgia's 4-1 to win over USC Upstate. Again, another closer result than I would have expected. Uh, but USC State Upstate is a good team, I know that. Um, but that three-run homer was the difference in the game. Jessica Puck's homer and five RBIs are part of Ole Miss's 11-0 five-inning win over Memphis. Florida uh, got shut down as Central Florida got the season sweep of Florida in a 7-0 win in Gainesville. So Central Florida, absolutely wonderful that you swept the number three team in the country. Um... That the season series, one at home and one in Florida or at Florida. That's kudos to the Central Florida Knights for what they did in that series or those two games. Um, I honestly didn't expect Central Florida to win at Florida and especially the way they did. Very impressive, but you will talk about why <laughs> that, that might have been a fluke. Um, here in a little bit. Um, 
Mackenzie Herzog's 13 strikeouts shut down Sam Houston State in Texas A&M's 8-0 six-inning win. Madison Kennedy walked it off as Mississippi State took down Southern Miss 3-2 in eight innings. Southern Miss is another one of those traditional t teams that you hear about, especially in the Conference USA. Um, Texas State took down Baylor in a Texas size showdown 7-5. to Thus confirming to me, Baylor is just not as strong as they should be this season, or as they normally are. Also, Texas State, pretty good team. I don't, I don't think you can really deny that at this point, um, but kudos to the Bobcats over at Texas State for getting that win. Daniel Williams threw a perfect game for Northwestern, taking down Iowa 7-0 in their series opener. Logan Morris's three-run homer in the bottom of the sixth lit lifted NC State over LSU 3-1 in the series opener. Um, that was a big moment for uh, NC State, especially considering they scheduled LSU in a non-conference weekend um, late in the season. Very impressive scheduling, um, and it worked out. <coughs> Excuse me. And that wor certainly worked out in the series opener, but we will talk more about that series uh, coming up. Um, North Carolina, I mentioned it earlier, they've been falling down the ACC standings. They took another loss to uh, in the series opener to Pitt, seven to six. And I'll go into more detail on them a little bit later. But Emma Koff's two home runs, three RBIs, led Georgia Tech past Virginia Tech in a surprising six to four series opening win. Um. I didn't expect Georgia Tech to take down Keely Rochard in their series opener. I'm not going to lie. Um, certainly an unexpected result for me, but you'll see why things were amended as the weekend went on. Daniel Gibson's double home run. Five RBIs powered Arkansas past Georgia 10-3 in their series opener. Shelby Lowe's 10 strikeouts lifted Auburn to the upset of Kentucky 5-3 in their series opener. Um, another result I didn't expect. Auburn has looked very pitiful this SEC season so far. And then they come out and take down Kentucky in their series opener. Opened my eyes a little bit to the Auburn program and took notice of their team as the series progressed. I mentioned Central Florida. Uh, Wichita State took down Central Florida 7 to nothing to win that series opener in uh, Orlando. So Wichita State came out on fire to start that series. Um, and we'll talk more. Taylor Roby shut down Duke as they uh, continue as Duke continued their slide in a two to nothing loss uh, for Lu to Louisville. McKenna Partain walked it off as Minnesota won their opener with Nebraska eight to seven. 
Um, but oh, where is I? Uh, Oklahoma crushed Texas 11 to one in five innings to win that series opener. Uh, Rachel Garcia's 12 strikeouts no hit Oregon State as UCLA rolls to the seven to nothing win in that series opener. Montana Fouts had 11 strikeouts in Alabama's two to nothing loss to Florida to open that series. Gabby Plains' 12 strikeouts helped Washington to the 8-0 five-inning win over Oregon in their series opener. Ole Miss took the opener with Texas A&M in a 2-1 win. Arizona State held off Arizona to win their series opener 4-3. Duke Cruz, oh, and now we moved into Saturday, Duke Cruz's to even the series with Louisville 9-1 to in five innings in Game 1 to open Saturday. Then Duke held off Louisville to take the series lead in a 5-4 to win in Game 2 that day. Auburn secured the series win over Kentucky in a 4-2 to win. Again, I was shocked they won the series opener. And then they went out on Saturday and secured the series victory over Kentucky. So Auburn definitely one of my teams that you um uh, Auburn definitely one of my teams to keep up with, especially this week. And I'll get to it in who they play this week. Um because they have a shot to make some noise this weekend as well. Um, but kudos to the Auburn team for not completely shutting down as this season has taken a rough turn for them in SEC play this season. Autumn Pease no-hit Nebraska in 2 to nothing win for Minnesota in Game 1. Then Miss Minnesota cruised in uh, to clinch the series win with a 9 to nothing win in Game 2 later that day. Virginia Tech held off Georgia Tech to even that series 4-3 to in Game 1. Later that day, Virginia Tech exploded to take the series lead with a 10-4 to victory. Arkansas guaranteed a series win at Georgia in a 5-2 to win on Saturday. So, Arkansas bounces back from their series loss to Alabama last week by getting a series win at Georgia at least. Let's stay tuned. Um, Alex DeRocco's 11 strikeouts led Michigan past Maryland 2-0 in game one. Pitt took down UNC uh, or North Carolina again 6-5 in game one and then Pitt won the series over North Carolina with a 6-4 win in game two. Megan Faramo's 17 strikeouts guaranteed UCLA's series win over Oregon State in the 7-0 win. Oklahoma State took Game 1 with Baylor 4-0. Then they clinched the series with a 5-1 victory in Game 2. Jenna Laird's two home runs, three RBIs lifted Missouri past Mississippi State 5-2 in Game 1 on Saturday. Then Missouri... Um, <clears throat> Missouri holds off Mississippi State in Game 2, 4-3 to, to clinch the series win. 
Florida explodes late to down Alabama 9-2 and guarantee the series win. Um, I'll talk more about this series as I talk about the games on Sunday. Um, Ole Miss guaranteed a series win over Texas A&M with a 3-1 victory on Saturday. Wichita State did it again, taking game one from Central Florida 3 to nothing to take the 2-0 series lead. And then Wichita State went out and won the series with a 5-2 win in game two on Saturday. Oklahoma dominated Texas yet again to, uh, in 10-2 in five innings to clinch the series and stay undefeated. Northwestern came back to beat Iowa 9-7 to take the 2-0 series lead, and then Northwestern clinched the series with a 7-4 win in Game 2. Texas State took Game 1 at Louisiana 5-1. Summer Ellison's 12 strikeouts led Louisiana to even the series with Texas State in a 7-3 win in Game 2. Taylor Tidwell's home run was the difference as LSU evened their series with NC State in 2-1 win in Game 1. And then LSU absolutely crushed NC State 13-2 in 6 innings to win the series. So kudos to NC State for scheduling LSU at home late in the season. But LSU was able to leave Raleigh with a series win. Um... And that's what I expected. I know NC State can give teams problems, but I don't expect them to win a series against a team with LSU's quality and of players. Um, so <clears throat> that series is played out almost exactly how I would have expected it to. So um, kudos to the Tigers then for getting that series win. Now they'll be back in uh, SEC play this weekend. They have a huge series, which I will get to later. <clears throat> um, South Carolina upset Tennessee 3-2 to two in eight innings to win that series opener on Saturday. Very interesting results. Um, again, Tennessee was still trying to find their form as they got um, back to playing games again. So I'm, I'm going to attribute it to that based on what happened the rest of the series, but we'll get to that. A line that I hope that I'm pronouncing her name right. Please don't be angry with me if you do happen to hear this. Uh, but Alina Torres's two homers, four RBIs, are part of a big day as Arizona State took Game One over Arizona eight to one. Arizona responded later that day with a fifteen to one five inning drubbing of Arizona State in Game Two. Uh, Washington took down Oregon four to two in Game One to take the two zero series lead. Oregon bounced back with a huge 10-1 five-inning win over Washington in Game 2. Keely Rochard no-hits uh, Georgia Tech as Virginia Tech won the series. 
with a 12 to nothing five inning win to open Sunday. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Valerie Cagle no hit Boston College as Clemson swept them in a six to nothing win. Here's where it gets weird. <clears throat> Stick with me on this one. Due to travel restraints and a drop dead time for Wichita State, their game with Central Florida on Sunday was declared a tie as it finished 0 to 0 in the 11th inning. The weird part about this is Central Florida had runners on base with one out. If I'm, I believe it was first and second, one out in the bottom of the 11th. But because uh, Wichita State had to board a flight back to Wichita, um, they had to declare the game a tie and end it right there. And unfortunately, I think that really hurt Central Florida. Because <clears throat> I don't, I guess technically Wichita State still swept Central Florida because they didn't lose. Um, but that's one of those things that I've only seen a few times. It's very rare that you see this. Um, but in a COVID era, you know, travel restraints are much different than they used to be. So, um, and drop dead times are becoming a, a big thing for teams that have to travel a long way. Um, it was just a weird situation, but Wichita State got three wins and a tie out of that series. Um, Wichita State, definitely one of my star teams of the week. Uh, without a hands down, without a doubt, because of what they were able to do in that series. Um, Wichita State's a dangerous team. You should look out for them once we get towards the NCAA tournament. Duke had another hard fight with Louisville, but won the series in a 5-4, to 8-inning win on Sunday. Louisiana got the series win over Texas State in 8 to nothing, 6-inning win. Seven runs in the bottom of the sixth for Louisiana in that game. Nebraska avoided the sweep as Tristan Edwards' two-run homer in the six, top of the sixth led them over Minnesota 6-4. to four. Basically how that series played out, I expected Minnesota winning the series 3-1 to one or in that range. Um, Milkowski's grand slam in the first helped Iowa avoid the sweep to beat Northwestern 5-2. Again, another series I expected Northwestern to win, um, and it played out that way 3-1. Texas A&M avoided the sweep uh, by holding off Ole Miss in a 4-3 win on Sunday. Montana Fouts' 10 strikeouts helped Alabama avoid the sweep versus Florida in a 4-2 win. So Alabama was able to hold off Florida and not get swept by Florida, which would have been very bad for Alabama on their home field to be swept by Florida. Um, but Alabama was able to salvage a win. Nevertheless, Florida proved almost without a doubt they are the team to beat in the SEC. And I know... I'm going to have people saying Arkansas is number one in the SEC. Arkansas doesn't play Florida this season. 
I think when we get into the SEC tournament where it's a one-off and you only get play them one game, I've I think Florida 100% takes down Arkansas, even though Arkansas's power, lineup is just absolutely powerful. Um, but I would take Florida any day of the week. I think their pitchers are better. I'll give the hit. Hitting goes to Arkansas. Pitching goes to Florida. And I think once we get postseason, pitching becomes more dominant and more of what you rely on. So I would say Florida would beat Arkansas as of right now. Um, and Alabama obviously proved they can win a series with Arkansas. So those top three are kind of beating around each other right now. Um, without Arkansas having played Florida, but that's a topic that I guess we can get into into the SEC tournament if they play each other. Um, Arkansas swept Georgia thanks to Grace Green's homer and three RBIs. Arkansas responded very well, like I said, having lost that series last week to Alabama. They came out, went to Georgia, swept them, stayed on top of the SEC. Kentucky avoids the sweep at Auburn, 5-1 to one win on Sunday. Kentucky, thankfully, was able to avoid a sweep, um, but that was not a good series for them at Auburn, um, and they might have some real concerns depending on how they look this weekend, which we'll get to here in a few minutes. UCLA swept Oregon State in three games, 6 to nothing win. Oklahoma State swept Baylor with an 11-3 six-inning win. Pitt gets the four-game sweep of North Carolina with an 11-7 win. UNC is having an extremely down year. As for what's causing that, I don't think I've seen Brittany Pickett in the circle much. And I, I just, they're not having a good year. Just put it simply. Um... I hope to see North Carolina rebound because Donna Papa, the legendary coach at North Carolina, you know, she definitely deserves to have a team that's good and competing at their highest level. Um, so hopefully I'll, we'll see them rebound next year, but this is not their year. Maddie Hackbarth hit the walk-off as Arizona State won their series over Arizona, 4-3 to win, eight-inning win on Sunday. Another surprise, I didn't ex even though Arizona State was at home, I didn't expect them to win the battle in the desert with Arizona. Um, three to one. That was, that was just kudos to the Sun Devils, man. That was an impressive series win over Arizona. Um, <coughs> now Arizona State isn't on my featured games this week. Um, because I, uh, their series against Cal has been postponed due to COVID at Cal, um, so you'll we'll have to stay tuned for how the Arizona State if they schedule find any games for this weekend or whatnot. But kudos to the Sun Devils, and I uh, let's see if Arizona can rebound this weekend. They got Utah, so should be a four game sweep, but we'll see. Oklahoma bashed four more home runs to sweep Texas in a 9-0 five-inning win to stay undefeated. 
I thought Texas would give them more of a fight. I was wrong. It happened. Mississippi State stayed winless in the SEC with a 6-5 loss to Missouri, which very easily could have been a win, but their offense is just not clicking in SEC play for whatever reason. Washington won the series versus Oregon with a 6-1 win on Sunday. Tennessee responds to even the series with South Carolina in an 11-0 six-inning win on Sunday. Uh, Ashley Rogers' 10 strikeouts lift Tennessee past South Carolina to win the series with a 4-2 win on Monday. Um, so, <clears throat> after having what you may describe as a fluke loss to South Carolina on Saturday, Tennessee responded by winning the next two games of the series and getting the series win. Now, Tennessee's got another tough test this weekend, um, but they'll be at home in Knoxville this weekend, so we'll see what they can do. Um, Knoxville's a very tough place to play. Believe me, I know I've been there. Not exactly the most, not not exactly the friendly confines, shall we say. But anyway, I digress. Um, Kennedy wins three-run homer, lifted Ball State over Miami of Ohio, four to three in Game One. Lily Wilmot's grand slam walked it off for Miami of Ohio to split their doubleheader with Ball State, eight to seven in Game Two. So the two unbeaten's in the MAC played each other doubleheader and they split it so both now have one loss so one is 17 and one one is 16 and one now so luckily they play another doubleheader again next week but we'll talk about that on next week's podcast or next week's episode when we get there and then lastly after making a mistake early in the game, Jaden Fields, who is Justin Fields' brother, by the way, the quarter, former quarterback at Ohio State, who's probably going to get drafted in the top ten next week, but what? Um, she's the hero as Georgia walked it off on Oklahoma, knocking them from the unbeaten, the ranks of the unbeaten, in a seven to six win in game one. <clears throat> Kudos to the Bulldogs for. Finally, knocking off Oklahoma. Oklahoma was thirty-three and zero. Georgia handed them their first loss in Georgia. Um, I I personally don't like seeing certain. Un- you gotta admit they were a fun team. Um, they're all, I mean they still are fun. Obviously, their offense just mashes the ball all over the park. Um, and then what did they do in the second game of the doubleheader? Oklahoma responded by demolishing Georgia 12-3 to in five innings. So everything was right with the world once you got to game two. So that is your recap of the past week. Let's look ahead to week 11, the week ahead. Tomorrow, or tonight, Utah at BYU. West Coast matchup, I think that... Um, I want to. Utah's not having a good season. I want to see if they can go to BYU and maybe try to right the ship a little bit. I'm not sure they'll be able to, but I'm interested to see if they can do it. Virginia at Liberty, only to see if Virginia can 
at least come close to payback for getting crushed at home by Liberty. I fully expect Liberty to win. I just don't know exactly what the score would look like. Texas State at Texas is a very sneaky one. Texas coming off that absolutely crushing series sweep at home to Oklahoma. Or no, at Oklahoma. Um, Texas State coming off their series loss at Louisiana. <clears throat> Two teams coming in looking for a great non-conference win. I, Texas State might be able to sneak this away, but ultimately I think the Longhorns will have enough in the tank to get this win tonight. Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson. Uh, I'm not. Clemson's too good for South Carolina. Clem, give me Clemson. Central Arkansas at Arkansas. Central Arkansas has given teams fits this season. Some very good teams, some fits. But I fully expect Arkansas at home to beat Central Arkansas. Florida, Florida Gulf Coast. You know, Florida Gulf Coast is a very solid mid-major program. I want to see if at home they can do what Central Florida did to Florida um, and get a win. I don't think it will happen because Florida is just too loaded. But I'm intrigued to see how this game plays out. <laughs> Tuesday, Oklahoma State travels to Wichita State. That is a absolutely fantastic matchup. Um, I can't wait to watch that one. And then Oklahoma at North Texas. Will you all you know who's getting the ball for that game? Hope Troutwain versus Oklahoma. One of the best strikeout pitchers that we have in our game versus one of the best offenses we've ever seen in our lifetime. I very much look forward to seeing that matchup on Tuesday. Hopefully it doesn't get rained out or any of that crap. Um, and moving on to our series. Miss for three games. I mentioned Auburn having a big weekend. They're going to Ole Miss for three games. Oh, this is a tough series to pick, honestly. Oh, goodness. Um, give me Auburn 2-1. to one. I'm going to ride with the Tigers after their series win at home against Kentucky. Charlotte at Western Kentucky for four games. A very solid Conference USA matchup here. Western Kentucky started 1-3 after having a bad series against Middle Tennessee State. And I know Western Kentucky's a good team. They beat Kentucky. Don't forget that. So I want to see how they play at home against Charlotte. Northwestern at Michigan for four games. I think Michigan wins that series 3-1. to one. Nevada at Fresno State for three games. Another West Coast matchup that is very intriguing. Um, give me Fresno State 2-1. to one. NC State at Clemson for four games. I just mentioned how NC State has been known to give teams trouble. Um, I'm going to take Clemson 3-1. to one. Iowa at Minnesota for four games. Iowa just hasn't looked good recently. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota 3-1. to one. South Florida at Wichita State, the top two teams in the American square off um, in Wichita. So I'm going to take Wichita State 
with the sweep. I'm going to go with the four-game sweep. Georgia at Tennessee for three games. I mentioned Tennessee has a huge series at home. Georgia coming off of knocking off the previously unbeaten Oklahoma Sooners. Are they going to be able to take that momentum into that series in Knoxville? I'm going to say no. T Tennessee wins that series 2-1. to one. Missouri at Arkansas for three games. This is an offensive showcase. Missouri and Arkansas both have absolutely fire offenses. And since Arkansas is at home, I'm going to give the advantage to them because I think Missouri's pitching will ultimately fail them in the end. So Arkansas wins this series 2-1. to one. Louisiana plays a two-game series at Alabama this weekend, and I'm going to... And I'm going to pick Alabama to win those two games. I mentioned LSU has a big weekend. Kentucky has a big weekend. They're playing each other. LSU and Kentucky for three games. Um, I think it'll be good for Kentucky to return home. LSU is still on the road after having traveled to North Carolina. Now they're going to Kentucky. Um, I think Kentucky will be very motivated. Um, after what happened to them at Auburn, so I say Kentucky wins this series 2-1. to one. Notre Dame plays four games at Virginia Tech. Um, I'm going to take Virginia Tech 3-1. to one. And then lastly, the series of the week. Washington at UCLA for four games. Without a doubt, series of the weekend. You heard it here first. Gabby Plain, Sis Bates, Silent Rain Espinoza, Bailey Klingler versus Rachel Garcia, Megan Faramo, um, Brie Perez, um, Kinsley Washington. I mean, I could just go on and on with the names of the teams on these two teams. Um, and I think UCLA... And Washington, I think UCLA wins that series three to one, <clears throat> and re retains control of the Pac-12. So that's all I got for you this week. Plenty of softball out there for you to watch on your uh, national channels for ESPN. Uh, Big Ten Network has plenty of game, or is starting to put more games on. I'm pretty sure FS1 is going to start airing softball games sooner or later. Um, you already got the ACC, SEC network airing a ton of games. Um, best advice, just watch as much as you can, man. Enjoy it, soak it up, and we'll discuss it again, for, or I'll have my thoughts here for you again next week. Until then, I hope everyone has a good week. Uh, good night, and we'll see you next week for some more softball action. Thank you, and have a great week, everyone. Good night.